And we're back with Bruise and Reviews. I'm Jake. We have Cole, Dylan, and Joel. And we're back talking about episode five and six. I know I promised you guys in the Cayman Islands we'd be back last week. My brother got married and family is important. I just saw Fast and the Furious and I learned family is the most important. It's all about family. <laughs> so now we're going to talk about two episodes, five and six. Now, it is a bummer, as Joel stated to me, that we skipped a week and probably the most important episode of any Star Wars show in Disney. <laughs> Not the time to take a break. Screw you, Tyler, for having your marriage that weekend yet, you dick. But <laughs> so here we yeah, are. Family's super important. Well, doesn't mean your family can't be jerks. Let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're gonna talk about episode five. This was an episode that took me two times. I liked it the first time, didn't love it. It took me twice, and now I do very much love it. I think I hyped myself up too much, and by me, I mean the internet saying they were going to release this episode in theaters. It's going to be a spiritual experience. And I was like, oh, they're going to do a lot of cool stuff. And I, it felt very tame to me. But then upon rewatch, I was like, okay, I, I definitely just hyped it up too much. This episode's awesome, and I got to give it credit where credit's due. And I think the reason why I love it, no to be. Coincidence? I think not. I think not. <laughs> But I very much like this episode. I'll let you guys go into it. I know probably Joel and Dylan especially have been hankering to get in on this episode. So please, guys, tell us what you thought. Okay, well, I'll go first then because they'll get to cooler stuff than I know. Um, <laughs> yeah, before they take your point. Yeah. No, right away, like, the, just the opening scene of this episode. Like, they just show, like, the stuff that had gone on there. So you see, like, the, the broken stuff. And, like, they pan over the water, and you hear, like, all this, like, the Star Wars sounds. I was like, damn, like, one minute in, and I'm, like, ready to go. I don't know what's going on in this episode yet, but, like, to me, that really set set the tone for the episode. And, yeah, I can go off on a whole tangent about why this should have been the first episode. It would have made so much more sense. You could have had this be the opening. You're trying to kind of piece together. You can get flashbacks as to what happened in the first two episodes, so you can really shorten down that kind of elongated, like, first, second, and third episodes into more of, like, a flashback as you're finding out what's going on, actually, as she's, like, discovering some of this stuff. There's the Hayden, um, Hayden Christensen and Ahsoka stuff that's leading into, like, where they're going next. Like, to me, this would have been, you're starting your series off with a bang. You can, like, still relay all the stuff that we got in the first couple episodes, but just in more of a condensed form, like, as we need to know it. And, like, this show would be, like, an upper echelon show where because they, even though it's, like, the same content, but because they drug it out for three episodes before they really got in to, like, the fourth episode was better and now this fifth episode is a lot better, it's like, oh, if you would have just started here, told us what we need to know later, like, you would have been engaged trying to piece everything together and this would have been a stellar show. I concur with that. That's a very good... I thought that was a very good point you made. Okay, Joel, Dylan? <laughs> Dylan? Dylan's in shock right now. He's like, don't you talk shit about this show? <laughs> like, would have missed all the pictures of Hera's butt. Are you kidding me? Like, we need Oh, that? those are important that's flashbacks. Good, I'm not saying to take content. those out. Yeah, yeah, those are part of the flashbacks, Jake. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you think we're flashing back to? That's how they should start the show. Hera's butt. And then... <laughs> We would, all the guys would have been jumped in. We would have been fine. I mean, that was the only thing helping us get through the first few episodes. Yeah, it really was. 
thank you, thank you, Hera. <laughs> um, no, I, I thought it the I thought it was great. Um, I absolutely loved it. I felt like this was a what we had been building to since the first episode. Um, I I thought all the the fla- the the flashbacks, the young the young Ahsoka, all that stuff was amazing. The actress Dave, played Dave, Dave was killing it. The the actress who played Yana Soka was amazing. Like I just got out of Clone Wars and that, really good. Like well done, <laughs> well done. Yeah, the cast. like I I love Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka, but man, she just knocked it out of the park. And it's hard to do that with child actors sometimes. So, like I said, they did a great job with Princess Leia, the young Princess Leia in Obi Wan. I thought, um, really great casting choice. Like it really felt like a. Like, just watching the Clone Wars again, and it was rad. Really cool. And seeing how young she was really kind of brought home how, how screwed up the Clone Wars kind of was, too. Yeah, when you... The animation, animation didn't animated. really do the same thing. It's different in animated, and you forget how young she actually was. At least I did. I think in animation, it doesn't. the point doesn't get necessarily get across, because she was so powerful, and she went toe-to-toe with Maul, beat him. It's kind of like... Wow, like, yeah, that it really it, these war scenes hit way more home when it's live action, especially when it's foggy because the fog is always scary. <laughs> Joel, what do you think? No, I, I absolutely, like, yeah, I fell in love with this episode right away. I was enthralled in it pretty much the entire time. Um, we're we're learning a little bit more about the world between worlds now with this episode. You know, with uh, seeing how Jason could actually hear the lightsaber battle and everything, um, and Hera for that matter. Yeah, I had a question about that. Why did Hera? Why could Hera hear him? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like, not hundred percent sure. We don't know a whole lot about the world between worlds yet. the The first time that we saw it was in Rebels, um, and even then, not a whole lot was actually explained about the world between worlds. So we're we're constantly learning more about that every time that we see it. Um, so it, it was. Yeah, I'm really not sure why we could hear that so well, but... Well, it made sense for Jason because he was Force-sensitive, but it's like, listen, and then she hears it, and it's like, wait a minute, that seems like a Force-sensitive ability, why are you... That was weird for me, that was one of the small types I had. Right, but that's what I mean, well, I mean, because we did learn that everybody has a connection to the Force, you know, so maybe, like, she can just, like, she can't necessarily utilize the Force, don't get me wrong, but since everybody has a connection, if they at least focus on something, especially when somebody's guiding them to focus on something, maybe they're able to hear stuff like that. Or it's just bad writing, one of the two. We or don't maybe, know. you know, it's one of those, like, <laughs> STD-type things. It's, like, transmitted. <laughs> That's her son. How do you think she had the son? I don't know how it works in Star Wars. Tentacles? <laughs> <laughs> That's Avatar. <laughs> hey, man, she's got two big tentacles. Got to be there for something. I don't know. <laughs> but no, um, I, no need I, for her to strap on. I think to to say that it was going to be like the most spiritual experience in Star Wars was a little bit of a stretch. Um, that's not to say that it wasn't like some sort of spiritual experience or anything like that. But I I wouldn't say it was the most spiritual experience that we've had in Star Wars. What is the most? I'm curious. I don't know. I I would go as far as to say just Luke in the uh, cave in Dagobah. 
Yeah, I think that was, I mean, that's one of the greatest scenes of, like, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this was, this was kind of borderline almost the same thing, um, but just on a different level. But I think, and that's, for me, this is why I don't watch a bunch of trailers. Like, I watched one trailer to Ahsoka. I don't want to go in, I don't like to go in with expectations, but there was stuff all over social media, like, this is going to be shown in select theaters, and they're really building up. So I had, and there were so many theories that I usually don't get, dive into. They're like, they're going to have her battle Anakin and Obi-Wan on Mustafar. She's going to take the place. Like, they had all these things, which apparently they cut a lot out, is what I was reading about, of what they were going to have. But there was all this, like, leak stuff, like, hey, this is what they're going to do. So I think the expectation, like, I was expecting more from the world between worlds and what we got to see. And I think that was disappointing at first. But when I went back again with a clean slate and just kind of watched it, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Anakin, like, this is Anakin post-Vader. He's not a hallucination from what I can gather. My thing is that he's perfectly balanced now. Like, mm-hmm. he can go between light and dark. And do I expected kind of more dialogue, like, hey, like, kind of have that more personal relationship. But the fact that they showed a bunch without telling was brilliant. I just didn't notice it the first time. And I'm really happy they did it that way because he was, like, teaching her. But he was, it wasn't, like, over-exposition, which we hear so often. We're like, oh, no, like, all this. He's like, let me show you. And, like, live or die comes down to that. And you have, you lack conviction. You don't know what you're living for. And you need to learn how to fight again. Like, you lost the, like, I love it. He's like, you lost the battle. You did. You did. (laughs) Well, and it brought back a lot of that magic that is Star Wars, too, where a lot of it is open to your own personal interpretation. And none of it's necessarily wrong. Yeah, and I'm glad they're keeping it more open-ended like that. Because there is a lot of things. When you, I, I rewatched it a third time today <laughs> over lunch because like I wanted to dive back in because there is so much there that you just you just want to rewatch. And this is, I would say, the best episode of Star Wars we had. I don't know. This next one's really good. <laughs> um, this was one. I'm like, okay, I really wanted to have a type. I was trying to write out an apology to Dave. I'm like, I'm sorry, Dave. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to doubt you because clear. Like I'm, I'm still upset. Like Cole said, like I think Cole's idea was better because you said Dave always starts slow. But it's like okay, it seems like you know what you're doing now. Like especially with the next episode, it's like okay, you're going somewhere, and I'm on board a hundred percent. After these last two episodes, this one started it. Where it's like I'm excited. I'm starting to get excited, <laughs> and this kind of set that off. So I'm, I'm very happy. I'm happy to be wrong. I'm happy. I mean, I lost my faith a bit. I'll admit it, but I'm very happy to admit I am wrong because I wanted this show to be amazing. <laughs> well, and then the other thing, too, like, I want to, because Dave Filoni wrote and directed this episode. Um, I, would like, I would love to point out that the choreography of lightsaber battles felt very prequel-esque without being over the top like the prequels were. And don't get me wrong, I love the prequel battles. Absolutely love them. Nothing wrong with them whatsoever, but it was absolutely spectacularly choreographed. See, I have to disagree with you there. That I is was my gonna... that's my only gripe of the whole episode, and it's not even that I disliked it. I just feel that it didn't feel prequel esque enough. Okay, it, it it felt different in a way. Like it felt kind of like it, it was, but it, it didn't feel the same as in those movies to me. I, it was just a little bit off. I mean, like, and you're talking about like on the bridge, right? Uh, in the world yeah. between us. Yep. When they were fighting, it was close, but Anakin felt a little more clunky 
than he did before. Like when he was Vader, that would make sense, but not when he was Anakin, that didn't make sense. And it, it just didn't feel right to me. That that was my only gripe of the whole episode. Wait, well, okay, so correct me if I'm wrong. I, yeah, I, I did want to try. Sorry. I didn't go I back did. and watch it today, but when they were fighting on the bridge in the World Between Worlds, was he not Darth Vader-esque during that? No, 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 I'm saying like how when he was switching back and forth between the two, when he was Vader, that, that clunkiness would make sense. But when he's Anakin, that he doesn't should, make sense. He should have been more free flow. I agree because they were showing, yes. he was purposely showing his Anakin side and the Vader side. Yes, and and Anakin should have been more free flowing, and he still felt clunky to me. But they also, I, and I was also reading about this too. Uh, Star Wars Theory was talking about how the choreographer of the prequels was not brought back to choreograph these scenes. And so when you said I really liked the fighting, I think they should have had it more prequel, more free flowing for the first one. The Vader one, the second time, I think was great, but yeah. there should have been a difference between. I didn't feel there was enough difference between the two fighting. No, it just felt like Vader the whole time. Yeah. So, and they showed us his blue lightsaber, which technically could have been Vader before he got burnt up like a crispy nugget. But he still would have. I mean, we saw him take on Obi Wan before he went down, so we saw how he fought. <laughs> like, so I agree with Dylan. It's not. It doesn't really take away, but yeah, it, the that fight, especially yeah, no, second, if, if I'm nitpicking that much, like the episode was fantastic. I mean, that yeah, if I, that's how deep I gotta go to find anything <laughs> I didn't like. That's a that's a pretty good sign. I guess I I loved it because I mean we haven't seen anything remotely close to prequel battles in Disney Star Wars at all. Can we all just take a moment though and appreciate? We all grew up with the prequels. We thought Hayden Christensen got shit on way too much. And how happy I am that he got his just due. And Obi-Wan in this, this Dude. makes me so happy to see him rock it. Even in this one, even if I, with this, like, I still think he was absolutely fantastic in, in his lightsaber movements and everything. Like, it was still great. I just think a little bit better. It could have been just a little bit. Well, and I think him in, like, Clone Wars era and, like, in the garb, he really did feel oh, like it's funny because the, an the animated, for Cole, for you, if you didn't know, the animated uh, um, Anakin was not voiced by Hayden Christensen. But what's interesting is he tried to copy him, but I think Hayden did a really good job of copying the voice actor in his mannerism. It was really cool to see and that he got to have a shine kind of in the Clone Wars era. Because I always found that weird that, like, I guess Obi-Wan wasn't voiced by Ian McGregor. I find it weird they didn't try to get these, voice these characters to be voice acted by their characters, but he got his chance to shine and did a really good job. Agreed. Yep. 100% agree. Cole, don't you have more to say? I mean, I feel like I covered it because my biggest thing is I, as soon as I saw this episode, and even just how the episode set up where you get to see stuff, but they don't necessarily explain everything, I'm like, this would have been such a good first episode. And actually, not to get ahead of ourselves, but the episode six is set up the same way where there there's open-ended things that are happening that you know how they turned out because you saw the first episodes. But that would be like a perfect setup if they wanted to rearrange stuff. But I'll, I'll get off that topic because you they, they won't rearrange but, it. Too late. And Cole, I agree with what you're saying. But could like the, you're saying, though, with the first four episodes that they would have to dial back what we got, which because you said it was too long. If they could have just taken bits and the important pieces rather than dragon. Is that what you're saying? Mm hmm. Yep. Okay, yeah. And I, and I completely yep. agree with that. And, but I'm saying like even like where if you were starting with this one and you don't know what happened in episode four. 
and you're seeing like the carnage afterwards or not not really carnage but like the scene afterwards i feel like that's a way to make me interested to know what happened in episode four okay well now if you show me oh well sabine and ahsoka like who's sabine she's not even in this episode who is she now as i get the flashbacks to figure that out now oh wait sabine's going with them how did that happen now as she's going with them then i get to see a scene like the scene where she agrees with Balin that she's going to go with him. Like, to me, all of this just screams, like, even how, like, the episode was playing out, like, it, like you should have just rearranged it. Well, but. Well, let, yeah. let me do, then we can take a longer time to hate Sabine, basically. Let me do you one better, because we found out right away from these two gentlemen in Rebels, Ahsoka never trained Sabine. No, you should have shown flashbacks of their training. Weird. Instead of telling us, you should have showed us. <laughs> Yeah, and that would have been way better, and that would have been a good use of flashbacks instead of saying, "Yeah, we have, I tried to train her, it didn't work." Oh, she's not force sensitive, and she sucks anyways. It's like, <laughs> like I don't understand. Like we, I didn't buy the relationship. You could have done a way better job building it with the stuff you told us off screen in the first few episodes. Yeah, and again, if you're looking for the to supplement the same amount of length. You could have spent more time on that, got rid of some of the dead space from the first four episodes, kept all the important stuff, and still had your eight episodes or whatever it's going to Is it eight? Yeah, eight. Yeah. But, yep. yeah. So, like, I I didn't pick up on the, the prequel versus non-prequel Star Wars fights. I thought the fighting was good. I like the flashbacks. I don't know that much about the Clone Wars, but, like, the, the, the stuff that they're having Ahsoka go through as far as, like, the her relationship to the Jedi is like I read an article a couple years ago saying like that should have been Anakin's and this is before like Ahsoka thing but like he should have been the one that like hey like the Jedi like aren't all that great as far as like their child soldiers and all this stuff like there was a fine line to be walked as far as like a gray area as somebody that's supposed to be in perfect balance with the Force like that could have been a cool thing. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, I read it. I'm like, that's so good. And then now to see Ahsoka kind of get to do what they thought Anakin should have done. I'm like, oh, yeah. I like Ahsoka's her story and her relationship to the Jedi a lot because it is that gray area where, you know, Jedi and Sith, it's so easy to be like, oh, you know, good and bad. But it's like, well, there's a lot of a lot of bad stuff in the Jedi. And, like, we still haven't gotten to the point that there's any good stuff within the Sith. But at least a more balanced look at that thing. Yeah, totally. My son just pooped his pants, so. <laughs> just like his dad. <laughs> no, he just, he had a little skid mark in his underwear. He's like, I couldn't make it. I'm like, okay, man. <laughs> Whatever, man. Don't, on a podcast here. but So, I don't know what you said, Cole, but it was probably brilliant. Good job. I agree. <laughs> he was just hyping up Great Jedi, that's all. Dude, yeah. Uh, well, what's, um... Let's talk. Are we done with episode five? Do we have any more we want to add? Yes. The most important part. My boy Rex was finally in live action. Yeah, I was going to say, the, the Siege of Mandalore scenes dude, or the yeah. flashback scenes was probably my favorite out of all of them. That, dude, seeing seeing all the, the Mandalorians and the, uh, the, the Maldalorians, yeah, that was so sweet. Great. Live action were badass, and then... Yeah, you got the Phase 2 clones, you had the third, the 332. They finally got the color right for the 501st, too, rather than that weird baby blue from Obi-Wan. It's not a shiny yes. 
like not a shiny paint job on top of all the weathering and everything that just yes they killed it hey i hate to i hate to tell you this rex wasn't in the live action it was just his voice uh that was rex's helmet with his voice that was rex yeah there was a stunt double it wasn't the actor i don't care it was rex yeah it was still rex gosh no, and then here it it was weird. I'm not gonna lie, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but it was weird hearing Tamora Morrison associated with Rex. Yeah, it was a little strange. It, it was like, and, and again, I don't mean that in a bad way. Like, I I really liked it, but it was just different. <laughs> so, not in a bad way. What? How do you mean it? It was just really different. Like, because Tamora Morrison, as most of us know, if not all of us know. He did not voice all the clones in the Clone Wars. And Rex was introduced in the Clone Wars. And and he was also in Rebels, voiced by the same person that voiced them in the Clone Wars. And, yeah, we, we've we never heard Tamora Morrison actually voice Rex before. So it's just did, weird. Do you know if they asked the actors that played these characters to do the voices for them? Or was that just never even a thing? I, I, I think I, I remember I Hayden Christensen being asked, but he didn't want to. What an idiot. Uh, this was also <laughs> at the height of his hate, so. Oh, but he was, I mean, he was, tro- that's good, though, because Darth Vader, you know, fall was because of fear and hate, so he probably did more for the character. Everyone just hated him. <laughs> so now now they love you, man, so it's cool. <laughs> but no, and then the whole interaction of uh, Anakin coming up behind Ahsoka and saying, I don't recall this battle or anything either you know it it actually showed that ahsoka was going through her own trial and tribulation rather than with anakin well it was cool because you see the the the, uh darth maul mandalorian helmets and i just got done like a few weeks ago finishing clone wars i was like (laughs) that was super (laughs) so thick i I was like yeah like i just saw this animation now it's real life people kind of No, it, it did it did uh, make me nerd now out, but um, yeah. I mean, as far as gripes, I did say Joel when we originally texted about this. The funny thing, I was like, "Can Ahsoka breathe? Can Ahsoka's speedy breathe underwater?" And you're like, "She wasn't down there for that long." Yeah, she was, dude. No, I've watched it two or three times. How long? She no, when she left the world between worlds, she appeared in the water. She wasn't in the yeah. water while she was in the world between worlds. Okay, and that's what I was asking. Is if she got transported, but it seemed like an out of body experience, like the body remained and her spirit went out. And Joel's yeah, like, she wasn't stupid. in there that wrong, but she didn't explain that. I'm like, no, dude, if you're talking about the time they looked for her, she was in there for a while. <laughs> I just wanted to bring that up. <laughs> no, I, I still you think. Suck, Joel. Even if it was, like, an out-of-body experience type thing, I still think it would have been, like, time in the world between worlds moves differently than real world. Which you can, you can explain it that way, but it didn't. Yeah, I mean, because, because and, and in all reality, or reality, in, in the actual explanation, it really does, because the world between worlds is the bridge between time and space. Well, I know in Rebels, too, in Rebels, it was like Palpatine was trying to get into this world, and it's very, very hard to get there. And so it felt... It still kind of feels like a convenience that it's like, oh, she fell, and then bam, she found her way in there. It's like, okay, well, this is really, really hard to get to. Well, it's, it's yeah. actually the perfect transition into the next episode because it takes magic to get there. Word. Let's talk about that. Let's rate this one and go 
unless any you guys have anything else. No. All right, let's write this one. I'm going to start. This is the Gentleman Jack, top shelf bourbon, baby. Um, a little burn makes you a little emotional on first sip, but it's great. Great for any time. Fantastic beverage. Top I'm, shelf, man. I'm going to go with the Jack and Coke. Just like, I love That's Jack and too. Cokes. Oh, okay. Well, as long as you explain yourself. No, like, I if, I, if I go I to a bar and I'm like, hey, I don't know what I want right now, it's a Jack and Coke. I always want it. Like, this is. If I want, like, like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you explained it. Like, that's weak, man. Like, you shouldn't have to mix this. Be no, just, but, but like, there's different times where you're, like, you're looking for a shot and you're looking for something very specific. It's like, but if I just want something that I really like, I'm always going Jack and Coke. All right. Your palate sucks, but that's a, <laughs> I'm glad you explained it. I just wait till you hear my palate, so yeah. <laughs> Keystone Light. <laughs> Joe, what are you, what are you okay, okay. I'm about to rate it, and they're like, silent. Oh, sorry. I thought we were going first. Just wait till I rate it. I thought you were going. Still I'm waiting for sorry. Oh, I, I would like to point out when we were texting back and forth, Jake gave Dylan and I a lot of crap because we were loving each other's text messages. <laughs> so he was well, just was, jealous. That's all it was. Soon, as soon as hey. I saw Anakin like in their talk, I was like, there's no way Dylan and Joel are going to love this no matter how this ends. <laughs> like, I knew as soon as that interaction happened, I'm like, dude, they're going to be completely blinded. But and it was, it was right. fantastic. We weren't wrong. Yeah, exactly. Let's be honest. Dylan and I are just on the same wavelength when it comes to Star Wars. Well, Cole, Cole, tried to, Cole tried to jump in in this weird threesome moment. He wasn't really adding anything, but he's like, can I join, please? <laughs> yeah, me too. I want to be on their side. I said, I loved it. <laughs> that, all right, that's so about all you said. <laughs> so we're yeah. going to give Cole crap about his palate. You guys are going to give me a lot of crap about my palate, but my fridge is full of twisted teas because that's my go-to. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, you need to Oh my god, go up. <laughs> no, I love a good twisted tea. The half and half is my favorite, so I would say this is my half and half. I'm going to make you, when I come over there next weekend, I'm going to make you a Long Island, and I'm going to show you with ice. I'm going to change your work. Long Island iced teas, but twisted tea, it's a really quick go-to. Like I just have a fridge stocked with twisted teas. If I'm feeling like drinking something, I'll go grab a twisted tea. But just like this is going to be something a lot like what Cole said. If I'm in the mood to watch some good Star Wars, this is going to be something that's in the arsenal to watch some good Star Wars, this, especially this, quickly. This sounds like you both are still in college. Like, come on. <laughs> like, you like what you like. I get it. But expand your palate. Dude, I drink other stuff, but I can't yes, afford I other stuff all the time. But you're supposed to. They're supposed to. Well, the rating system is not what you have in your fridge or what you would get no, on your budget. It's supposed to be what you would have if you had a gun. Like, you get one last drink in your life, and it's like, this is what I want. Twisted tea, yeah. Yeah. I hate you. <laughs> yeah, I, hate you so, I hate you guys so much. <laughs> Dylan, save them, please. I'm gonna say this is a great goose. Thank you, God. Okay. <laughs> it's a. <laughs> Drink and basically mix with anything. It was fantastic. Thank you, Dylan, for saving our rating system because I was about to can it. <laughs> <laughs> like, this isn't working. Hey, you know People what? are going to be bad confused. <laughs> What's your bad drink? Twisted Tea should go to. Like, Jack and Coke, I can get. I would just have Jack straight up. I said Gentleman Jack, which is like top shelf. Actually, I'm sorry, I meant to say Jack Daniels single barrel. 
you know, even higher than no, I'm, I'm just saying you said that you would can the system. I said you don't have to can a twisted tea because it's already canned. It also comes in. It also comes in like a, one of those jugs. And slap the bag with some twisted tea, like wine in college. In you know what? If you've ever had a draft twisted tea, it's amazing. Okay, it's a spiritual experience, just like this show. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about episode six. You guys broke me. <laughs> that being said, okay. So I'm glad we also explain it and you don't just end it. Because if you just said Twisted T, I think everyone and their mother would have been confused. Like, what? I thought he loved it. <laughs> like, no one would have got it. Okay. So that's, I think we all liked it a lot. Some more than others, based on your rating. <laughs> um, let's get let's get to episode six. Which, if I thought episode five was good, man, did they build on it? And holy shit, Balin is amazing. Dude, he's and I want his action figure. Get his hot toy right now, Joel. Do a review on that. Get his hot toy. Yeah. 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 pre-order. <laughs> There's a lot more to this episode. Guess what? Guess who else showed up? Mister Thrawn. Yeah. The blue he was here. also awesome, and he was also awesome. <laughs> yes, he was. No, like, dude, the score. Whenever he was around, the score killed it. The yes. music set the mood so well. That's just classic Star Wars with villains. That just felt like yes, like this is Freak this is we'll get back like to say, for everybody, especially Jake and everybody and me for that matter to say that this episode absolutely killed it. It did actually have Sabine in it too. Yeah, no, no, she wasn't in there. I don't. I must have repressed that. <laughs> she was in this episode. And again, it freaking hurts me to hate on Sabine so much, but I absolutely hate live-action Sabine. Use your hate. Honestly, they could just replace her with one of the little turtle Yoshi people right now. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not it's not just her line delivery though this is this is the thing with this episode and it just it reminded me how dumb her character is <laughs> she like she, she she finds ezra looking pretty good man like great to have ezra back like they're setting up a lot of stuff with this episode i'm very excited and then she's like oh how did you find me and she's like uh. It's like, yeah, you're an idiot. His sacrifice was in vain because you're a moron. Yeah, yeah just yeah. avoiding it the whole time. I don't want to talk uh, about yeah. that. I want to talk about I, it. I, I want to talk about it. I want to talk about how I found you. That's it. Yeah, I, I don't want to talk about it. I just want, oh, my God, you look so good in that scrag, dude. Like, <laughs> Oh, your beard, is that new? I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. It's like, because he thought for like two seconds, like, yeah, I am the dumbest character in this show. My God, I made all of this happen. And then, but again, there was no, it just shows there was no plan. Like, they put her out in the wilderness, and they're like, hey, go find him. She's like, okay. And then you find him, it's like, what's your plan? You're going to be stranded with this dude forever? You think he's going to be cool with what you did? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that, okay, cool. Maybe they're going to, you know, slap uglies. But that was worth risking the entire galaxy for? Dude, I don't mm -hmm. think he's going to do that when he just said, I can't wait to go home. And, like, as soon as he finds out, he's going to be so pissed. Dude, yeah. if the music would have came in, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it really felt like a dumb, like, it should have been a band out there going, That's what I felt that she needed. Like, it's just like a, dun, dun. Like, it felt like a sitcom, like, oh, I'm sorry. Wow, what is the house of being going to get out of this next? 
Prove me once again. I hate her. I hope that Balin stabs her. Again, for real. This time, kill her. Yes. No, but, like, when she beat up all the whatever they were, the sand people the, of this planet. The, the, Japan, the Jap- no, oh, Japanese, oh. Japanese Tusken Raiders. Yep, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. They were but definitely like, samurai. If you would have showed a scene like that to start the series, I would have taken her more seriously. Like, she can actually do something. This is the first time she looked remotely competent with a weapon in her hand. That's true. Mm-hmm. And that's how she's always been. I don't know why she was like that. Exactly. That's my biggest issue. Well, I shouldn't say biggest issue with her, but like just <laughs> her as a whole, like her dialogue and everything, her delivery kind of sucks. Um, but they also like, teased us. I thought they are going to have her use the force. I was like, oh, you better not. Dude, yeah, he started yeah, shaking. I got so pissed. I was like, curious. I'm like, oh, it's, it's just, it's just Thrawn's ship. Okay, we're good. I have a major feeling that that Dave Filoni knows it would piss everybody off, and he's just, <laughs> and he keeps he's just screwing with us. <laughs> he's just trolling us hard. He's like, oh, you're gonna get me pissed. Just kidding. Oh, she's gonna do it. Oh, she's gonna do it. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Like every episode, the last two episodes, there's another scene. Somehow something comes in. It's like, oh, it wasn't her. Like next two episodes, like she never gets used before. That would be amazing. <laughs> I would absolutely love that. Um, I have a question. Yeah. So when Thrawn got portaled into the sun, basically, at the end yeah, of Rebels. Purgle. Yeah. yeah. Purgled into here. the sun. Uh, did he have an army with him in that yes. episode? Yeah, he had a full Star Destroyer of troops. Okay, so this would be yeah. like Wait. theoretically the same yeah, That Star Destroyer they were in was the, the Purgle wrapped all around it and took it with them into, into hyperspace. Okay. Yeah. Um. Anyone else think that army's completely dead? Yes, they're all ghosts. I guarantee it. I guarantee it too. Yeah. I was like, the, their armor is so sick, dude. You want to talk about hot toys? I want an Enoch so bad. Enoch, <laughs> so hot right now. Dude, he was so sweet. Yeah, he I love those old hot toys for you guys. Hell yeah. We have a lot of hot toys to remove on a, a review on Regal Rebel, man. I know. Yeah. Yeah. No, but. We haven't even talked about, like, there's so much good in this episode. We kind of focused on Sabine. I think we got our gripes out with yeah. her. Sorry, that um, had to happen. I just had to point it out. It's like, despite Sabine being in this episode, it was amazing. Yeah. No, but just Balin. I want to talk about Balin. You guys can go into stuff you like. But Balin, like, how he's explaining, like, like, do you miss the temple? I miss the idea of the temple. Like, they did, they're doing such a good job with showing where he's at and why he's at where he's at. Without really giving us really that much information. It's like, I totally get it, man. Like, I get where you're at. And, like, I was trained to be a Jedi, too. He's like, no, I trained you to be better. To be something more. And it's like, yes! I'm yeah, like, they're truly like- driving home the point that he's not, like, a Sith or anything like that. Like, he truly is just wanting to be what his perfect idea of what the Jedi are. But he wants to break the cycle because he's like, good rises, then evil rises. He's like, I want to find... Like, I'm so excited to find out what he's doing right now and him and shin and where they're at because it seems I like, feel like after that little speech it kind of made shin a little more light side too it was kind of cool to see her like shift a little bit well she yeah. does have that little hair curl so she obviously was trained in like the jedi arts but i think balin obviously who's gray or dark jedi however you want to call it is obviously show is not afraid to show her the other sides of the force i think that's kind of what it's implications like it's, there's it's good in really the light cool dynamic they have going on i, I love that it's fantastic. I love it. Yeah, but up, up until this point, I mean, Shin really seemed like she was just evil. 
like evil. They're like more That's evil true. than Balin. And then here now, since we see Balin actually revealing what his plan really is, ever was before. I mean, you could go into this tiny little details like Thrawn being like, Balin's goal? You mean general? Yeah. Like, oh, so this guy was big in the Clone Wars too. Like, this yeah. guy was a boss back in the day. I mean, it sucks that he died. We could have gotten a spinoff show of him oh, from back in the Clone Wars. Yeah. Uh, that Dude, been that would have been so sweet. That would have been amazing. Clone Wars kind of maybe then after the turn and then where he goes and finds him. Yeah. There's, there would have been so... I think... Here's, uh, I, this wasn't my theory, but I think he banged a night sister or a Dothmir witch, and that's what Shin is. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it would be kind of cool. I don't know about that one, but we'll see. Does Shin kind of not look a little bit like one? She kind of does. She, she looks like the one from the game, um, from Jedi Fallen Order. We watch Star Wars. Don't We don't play video games, nerd. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we do. Okay, yeah, we, yeah, we do. Yeah, we did. <laughs> I, trying to save some face on this podcast, Dylan. That's a lot. <laughs> Is there any face to be saved anymore? No, that's why we all have beards. All right, we cover our face. We don't save it. Was I mean, anybody I just, else like pretty excited about these like potential like Jedi fairy tales, or was that just me? Wait, what? No, no, I'm excited. I am too. I think that might be what he was talking about when he said that he feels something calling to him. I think that's going to be really cool if we get to find out what that is. But like, I think they are because that's I really, I really hope it's the Bendu, and I think that would be sick as hell. What is that? Oh, that what is that? The, he he like the Rebels since you're watching it. But yeah, I'm gonna watch he, Rebels after this. He is a creature that is perfectly in the center of the Force. He, and he doesn't, like, take sides at all, ever. He just is in the middle. what that mean, though? He's, like, all-seeing and all-knowing. He's, like, really, he's crazy smart and crazy powerful. And, yeah, basically one with the Force, essentially. Yeah. One with the Force, the Force is with him? Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. So, so, wow. he's the cho- oh, so he's the chosen oh, 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 one. Yeah. <laughs> But like, I, I just thought it was really cool how like they're like oh like we didn't actually think this existed this was just like one of our Jedi fairy tales I'm like I like that they're building into that lore and they even like they reference the three books which you guys probably know about already like um the volume one two and three of like the history of the world or galaxy whatever it was yeah. no but like are they have they been referred to Words before too big. <clears throat> yeah, there. Yeah, they they had more than three letter words. I couldn't get through it. <laughs> and no pictures. <laughs> no, but like they were talking. Uh, she was having the the droid tell her a story from like the first three or there are three volumes of the history of the galaxy. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I've heard of them teaching that stuff, but not, we've never really gotten to see like word for word what it is. Yeah. But now you're opening the door to stuff like that. Like, yeah. our, this did a great job of world building. We're in a galaxy far, far away, actually, finally. Dude, when he said that, that was so sick. That was yeah. the most perfect opening. Yeah, because it's, like sh- it's like in the movies when they... No, I just felt like... When they, when they, when they say it on screen, it's like... Aha! Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, he got real meta on us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was cool too. I'm just giving you shit. No, I, I'm I'm super excited to see what 
expanded universe this new galaxy brings in as well. Yeah, that can't be the only planet. No, well, it's definitely not the only planet, but like bringing in the Uzan Bong and everything too and seeing what might come of all this, I'm really excited. The Uzan what? <laughs> They're going to find a planet of Yoda's. Where he's actually from? Yeah. That would, yeah. Uh, yeah, that is the one mystery I kind of want us to keep. Yeah, you don't want to say you want to show everything. Yeah, I mean, I'm okay with learning a little bit more, but I don't, I don't need to like find a whole planet of Yodas. <laughs> I'm just saying, I could see him doing it. I could too, because it's Disney. Think of the merchandise opportunity. You got Baby Yoda, you got Mama Yoda, you got Daddy Yoda. <laughs> now you got Yoda house, Yoda car, Yoda freaking everything. <laughs> Yoda, 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 Yoda cousins. Yeah. Hey cousins. <laughs> Yoda house, Yoda car, Yoda. <laughs> yeah, we might like, a dream house. Disney just to see dollar signs. It's like we cannot do this, guys. <laughs> Look what Baby Yoda did for our merch sales. Like oh, we had a planet full of them. <laughs> we had a planet full of these cuddly bastards. <laughs> We'd be trillionaires. That's probably true. Yeah, I'd buy some. Yeah, for sure. You Joel would get all the hot toys, that's for damn sure. <laughs> I'm still salty, I missed oh, out. Oh look, we now have tall Yoda. <laughs> huh? We, look, we now have tall Yoda. The giant Yoda. <laughs> no, I'm still salty, I missed out on the hot toys life side Grogu. But yeah. Dude, if if Yoda's car is not a Toyota, I'd be really pissed. <laughs> 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 wow, that is remarkably amazing and stupid. <laughs> Toyota would definitely have a sponsorship. <laughs> you guys, like you guys Yoda. heard the story of the woman that won the competition for the Toyota, right? And she thought she was going to be winning a car, but she, in fact, she actually just won a toy. <laughs> <laughs> She was all pissed off. She sued the company. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that's brilliant. But you think he'd be? I'd rather just have a Toyota than a Toyota. You know? yeah. I wouldn't yeah. be mad. I'm like, well, at least I don't have to just you know sell this for scrap. <laughs> okay, we're totally on a different tangent right now. <laughs> yeah, like this episode is so amazing. We can't stay focused. <laughs> um, I, I I'm very intrigued with Balin's. Like, there's another premise. Like, why do they want to leave the planet so bad? It's like, ooh. Like, they, like, everyone has... Thrawn, Thrawn, I've never seen him before. Knew nothing about him besides he's one of the best villains. He was so... It's so nice to see a villain that's calm, cool, collected, and just seems like he's just got it all figured out. Like, he's yeah. just got... Like, he's 10 steps ahead of you in chess, and there's nothing you can do about it. They really did a great job showing that. I felt very... Like, he was calm, but scary. Dude, you barely got to see anything, and you got all of that just from that. You Just wait till we see him actually start doing some stuff. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm so pumped to see him. ...ball of Ahsoka coming. Like, they, they saw that she was coming and everything. Wasn't in his plan whatsoever. He's just like, oh, okay, well, yeah, let's get this figured out, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and like, like, like uh, Balin promised me she's dead, and he's like, uh, haven't you watched any movie on Star Wars? Your mother just keep on living. <laughs> is, he, is he good at fighting or anything in particular, or is he just a mastermind? Yeah. He, he, he is a, a very skilled hand-to-hand combat. Yeah. Does he have a lightsaber? No, he's not force-sensitive. No. Okay. No, he's not force-sensitive at all. 
what the force is kind of like his wild card was what Star Wars theory is talking about. It's the one thing he can't predict. Does he have a blaster? Does he have, like, what does he fight with? Nunchucks. Like, uh, well, blasters are actually really good hand-to-hand combat, and then a blaster every once in a while. But, yep. So but he doesn't hand actually hand, carry like, them. No, he, he, is, he is a trained warrior from the planet, uh, or from the Chris people. I think it's on the planet Chris, too. Isn't that the name of the planet? Uh, Chiss, isn't it? Chiss. Yeah, they Chiss. have a planet, yeah. have a planet yeah. named yeah. Chris? Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Chiss, sorry, yes. Um, and they, they're they like a, um, kind of like a jungle people that, um, like, very guerrilla warfare type of thing. And everything is hand-to-hand combat, and that's what he grew up in. And, and when the Empire found him, then they trained him in the more Western style of fighting. But that that's his base is the hand-to-hand combat. Gotcha. Yeah, and the Chiss, so, yeah, so the Chiss species, the males are slightly Force-sensitive when they're babies, and then they grow out of it, and then they're not Force-sensitive at all. Females are slightly Force-sensitive. They just go through a phase? I can use the, ah, oh, it's gone. Yeah, but... <laughs> Yeah. And it's gone. <laughs> and it's gone. <laughs> well, um, and Cole, I I want to hear Cole's take on um, how interested he is on these. Not the, They're not the Night Sisters, but the the mother. Um, what are they called? They're Night nice. The Night Mothers. Wow. Night Mothers. Like, that was some of my favorite stuff from the Clone Wars. What they're doing with this, like going to the catacombs, which is obviously probably bringing back the Night Sisters. I'm like, dude. I think that's what all those caskets were yeah, that they were pushing yeah. onto the Crimea were. Well, it's, it's called the catacombs, so you got and they can reanimate life. Yeah. So it's like that's got to be what mm-hmm. it is. I'm like, I'm so excited. Bring, <laughs> could they bring Savage back? They've dude, done it once before. Dude. I mean, it would be cool. It would be a little bit more cool than Maul, I think, just because I feel like Maul would be a little bit of a reach. But doing Savage would be kind of cool. Okay, would, for all I the would, listeners would, out there that are dumb like me, well, who's Savage? Darth Maul's brother. Yep. Uh, yeah, I knew that. Um, no, he was kind of a weakling because most males are over there, but then the Night Sisters like pimped him out. Like they steroided the crap out of him, and he was scary. They, like he was a scary, scary dude, man. He had to be like what six, 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 seven, just like two eighty, just massive dude, just, just a beast, fought like Maul. Double yeah, lightsaber. Was as tall as he was. <laughs> yeah, he was just massive. Dwarfed no, Maul. Uh, Savage Opress is one of my favorite new characters that Clone Wars brought us. He was... And just the, just the whole Dorothraki and the whole... All that stuff. Uh, Mother Talzin. Fantastic stuff. So the fact that they're doing a lot of stuff here with that makes me very excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, I don't what- have... like. Just because I don't know anything about that, like I've been very intrigued by like Balin's whole thing. Not as much the witch sister, just for now, till I know more. And I Which makes sense. Embedded. You don't have anything to go off of, so yeah. it's hard. With what they've shown you, there's nothing. It's not like we've seen some ugly painted face old ladies. Yeah, I'm like, well, I mean, <laughs> let's get Hera back on screen for a little bit here. I go green, yeah, we I don't got go red. Intriguing character, Balin. But then we got these old women over here that just don't mean shit. <laughs> <laughs> they seem like Mon- Thrawn's minions. <laughs> well, no, it seems like Thrawn, he, like, disrespected him. Like, he, like I don't know, man. He's just so good. Like, Cole, what do you think of Thrawn? You don't know really anything about him either. No, I, I thought Thrawn was very good as far as, like, they didn't show you a ton. But you you know enough to get 
get you started as far as like okay like this is a different kind of villain uh-huh. and like especially i like that they seem like they're in his wheelhouse like i never really cared for the kylo ren villain like even when he was supposed to be bad like he just didn't resonate with me where this is like this is who he is and he's do- like the actor the character like this is very like straightforward and good like they're they're nailing nailing it as far as like you don't feel like oh man like this guy should not be like that you're like nope this this dude's a badass no he seems like he seems like a mastermind who doesn't need a, like he doesn't let need emotion to control his power like and i think in star wars we haven't seen a lot of that and well and and like we've talked about before on the podcast um one of the reasons why thrawn is so effective in everything and and his conquering a world is because he has such a deep respect for the culture and everything that goes along with those worlds and such a deep understanding of everything too I also heard something really cool about Thrawn where um, today when I was driving ba- like back from work, like there was something about Thrawn and how he didn't like how like Sidious and Vader would just kill people if they messed up. He appre- he wanted his his followers to follow him and feel safe with him. So even if they messed up, he wasn't just going to kill them. If they tried their hardest, he just didn't have any time for incompetency or pride. As long as he, like they provided for the greater good, even if they failed, he wasn't just going to off them. He's like, he hated that the, the Sith Lords would do that. He would rather say, hey, if you're giving me your best, that's all I ask for, and I can't expect more. So I thought that's really interesting. I hope they go into that, because that's really cool for a villain to be like, hey, it, we're way more effective. We work as a unit rather than just out of fear. And I think that's really cool. Well, and that, <laughs> that kind of, like, a lot of the my favorite villains are villains that aren't, they don't see themselves as the villain. Yeah, so like, so I don't think Sean like, does. Uh, young Magneto, one of my favorite villains, totally yep. not Star Wars, but like, he really thinks he's doing the right thing, and he's doing it for the right reasons. He just does all the wrong things, and so if you have Thrawn just on the other side of things, that can be that, or say like Balin, that would be another one where like, hey, this guy thinks he's doing right. He might not do what you would think he should do, but hey, like th- he's like very consistent about it. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's what was so great about Thanos. Uh, well, for one of the movies, but let's not start that fight with Jake. Well, yeah, okay. But yeah. <laughs> what do you mean, start that fight with me? What do you mean? Because whenever I start shitting on Thanos in Endgame, you're like, no, no, dude, he, he was good. He was good. Exactly. <laughs> 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 um, so I think we all like this episode, minus Sabine. I really wish. Like, again, Sabine I never wasn't even bad in this episode, though. Yeah, she wasn't terrible in this one, but just a honestly, little bit I still didn't feel like her. Because she was basically locked away for most of it. She didn't do much. Yeah, so I I, I got... Yeah, when it comes to Sabine in this episode, I hated her dynamic with the dog. In all honesty, like, she, the, 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 the dog thing gets scared and runs away, rightfully so, and it's trying to follow her. She's like, no, you bailed on me. No, you can't follow me anymore. <laughs> And then, oh, no, okay, you can come with me. <laughs> it's like, you're having this really weird, clunky dialogue with a dog. I mean... It's a howler. Yeah. <laughs> Still. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I bond, thought that, that thing was going to try and really quick. Yeah, it did. She's like, oh, you abandoned me. And then she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Well, yeah. It never happened like, again. Also, I, I, that, that part there, it... 
yeah, I, I didn't care for Sabine much at all in this episode either. You know, it's just one of those things where the, the whole dynamic with the Howler really wasn't in it for me on that one. And then, yeah, then she finally finds Ezra, and she's just a scummy person at this point now. <laughs> Yeah, well, and then Ahsoka was talking about it on like, on the Purgle, like she betrayed me twice, like she's betrayed her twice, and it almost seems like could Sabine go dark? I mean, she can't really go dark side; she's not really forced. <laughs> hey, the fourth. <laughs> so, like, what is the she gonna dark just... side is going to unlock her? Okay, sorry. I... Can she be a stormtrooper? I don't know. <laughs> it seems like I mean, she's messed up a lot. She set all this in motion twice. Well, for her inability to use weapons, she would fit in with the stormtroopers. So, <laughs> yeah, I can't hit a damn thing. <laughs> Wait, what did no, you guys? What did you guys think of the casting of Ezra? Because I don't know what I think about it. Like to me, like he didn't seem a lot like Ezra. Again, I've only seen the season and a half of Rebels now. I've been working on it, but like, I was not blown away with the casting at all. I I have not been blown away with it yet. It was no, no. Yeah, same. I, I want to give it another shot in the next episode. But I was getting more of an Aladdin vibe than an Ezra vibe. <laughs> Same. What, yeah. well, why is that a problem? <laughs> I mean, Ezra is lie, Star the, Wars the, Aladdin. The blue contacts do nail that part of it. Yes. I've never seen Rebels. I don't know much about Ezra. He seems he to be fine. Star Wars Aladdin. We'll, we'll see. I mean, it, it, so far we've gotten, what, like four or five lines out of him? I mean, we'll, we'll wait and see, but so far, yeah, it, the beard kind of throws me off. The beard is, Yeah, like, I mean, he, I understand the beard, but... Like, it's yeah, the, it, it, it just like, it doesn't immediately hit as him. They don't but, have a target there where you can get some razors. No, but I'm saying, like, Ezra, like, was very, like, uh, charismatic guy, where I'm like, I yeah. don't know, again, it was, it was a very short period of time, so maybe he'll be fine and I won't think anything of it later, but I was very underwhelmed with, like, just the initial impression he left, like, this is Ezra Bridger... We're risking the whole galaxy to save this guy. And he's like, hey, guys, got a beard. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. He didn't say, don't say we. Sabine. <laughs> so, like, uh, so, but no, like, the, a lot of the line deliveries just didn't quite feel like Ezra. It was almost like stoned Ezra. <laughs> yeah. Like it, hey, man, hey, man, those, those, those little Koopa Troopers. been hanging out with a pack of Yoshi for 10 <laughs> years, all right? He probably is stoned. Dude, he's he, <laughs> always doing his smoking pot and going, da-da-da-da-da-da-da, and just jumping on these turtles. <laughs> <laughs> they, yeah, but they've been there for what, like really 11 years? decided to capitalize on the hype of Super Mario. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ezra, we will bring you to the mushrooms now. Also, but didn't they fly? Correct me if I'm wrong. In Rebels, didn't they fly out? Like he was in the ship when they, when he like went with them to banishment, right? Yeah. How did Thrawn? Yeah, he was like holding them there. Yeah. How is how did he get away from Thrawn? Like that's weird. Like they're on the same ship, and then it's like I don't know where he's at. I could see him getting away. I just can't understand how he stayed hidden for so long. Like like three blocks away. Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't far. That's the weird, like, we forget how big planets are. Can you imagine if, like, you're like, oh, man, he's hot. Like, Dylan's hiding from me. He's in uh, Saudi Arabia. Like, oh, that's, that's going to be a trek. Like, <laughs> like no, everyone's two miles so, down the road. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't uh-huh, think never find me. <laughs> <laughs> like, no one goes very far away. There's, like, it's some spot. Like this is where we stay. Right under his nose. Fifty the mile only, radius, guys. The only thing I can think of is that if the 
if uh, Thrawn's army is basically undead and ghosts and everything from the Night Sisters or the Night Mothers, um, like, are they packing up like an altar or something to bring the power with them? Because normally they have an altar as the center of all their power. I guess we'll see. So, like, I'm just, this is kind of just kind of a theory with the whole thing, but maybe that's why they couldn't go find him with the army or anything, because they couldn't get too far away from the altar. Maybe. I don't think it's very, I mean, it's, like, you're not going to go on, like, a 12-day trek looking for this dude. So, I mean, he, he's got to be close. How is Merrick able to be running around then? Hmm? How is Merrick able to be running around then? Like, no, I, I just mean from the, wait, Galen Merrick, he wasn't undead, was he? No, 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 no Merrick, the, the, the light, the, the Inquisitor guy from earlier in the season. Yeah, the one that um, Ahsoka. The we thought like, was Starkiller. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he just disappeared. Yeah, he was like one that. of them. Yeah. Yeah. I also, I think it's a cool design if these are all undead troopers, which seems to be absolutely the case, how they all seem to be like duct taped together. Like, yeah, but it was like these guys seem like they just had to find a way to like just put this body around them <laughs> any which way just to keep them together. And I thought if that's the case, that's a really cool detail. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I guess I forgot about the whole Maroc thing. Oh, sad yeah, I mean, note, he was very forgettable. Totally unrelated. But after watching Rebels, the Inquisitor sucked in Kenobi. Yeah, thank you. I did not realize how awful they truly were. I mean, I didn't like them, but now I hate them. (laughs) Like, they were so much better than Rebels. Yeah, they were scary. Even with the weirdo flying crap, I mean, would not ever work in live action, but, like, they were so much better. I never saw Rebels. Don't get me started on that. (laughs) I've seen seen videos of that. I'm like, that's so stupid. Oh, God, it's so stupid. (laughs) The little helicopter thing I absolutely (laughs) hate. I love Rebels, but I hate flying lightsabers. (laughs) The only way that'd be better is they're coming down and be like, I'm Mary Poppins, (laughs) y'all. Then I would forgive it all. No, but I I haven't seen Rebels, but you see Inquisitors in Fallen Order. Uh, Jedi Fallen Order. They're scary. And, and they're very scary in that, too. So I don't know how they missed a boat on that with Kenobi. Oh, man. They missed so much on the on the Kenobi boat. So much. But, I mean, the boat yeah. is sinking. They fully committed on What's-Her-Face. Reva. Uh, Reva. And just whiffed on everything else. Yeah. Yeah. No, they, I don't say they whiff on anything else. I think Reva is probably the big... We're getting off topic here, but I think Reva was the core problem of Kenobi. It was a character that they put a lot of put a lot of stuff into that just didn't work. Yeah, it put a lot into everything except for character building. But, well, and the problem was, not, like, the Inquisitor before her wasn't any better. Like, they, they just didn't nail the Inquisitor. Sorry, and sorry to get us sidetracked, but I was watching that, and I'm seeing these Inquisitors, and I'm like, these are scary Inquisitors for a kid's show. Like, I'm kind of scared of these guys. It's amazing that the ones in Obi-Wan are much more child-friendly. Yeah. How ironic. <laughs> Even the Grand Inquisitor, the he no way, when, when you when you see the, when you see them fly with lightsabers, you're like, "Oh, they're so adorable." Look <laughs> <laughs> hummingbirds. No, it's more just like, "Well, that was stupid, but okay, yeah. let's get on with it now." <laughs> I could Did see they do it. it more? Did they do it more than once? They did, yeah. <laughs> 
and it it's so ridiculous. Every it was like an ongoing thing. They did it like quite frequently. Yeah, yeah. They they like suddenly did it in an episode. And you're going, what the hell just happened? <laughs> and, like, and then you're like, well, that was stupid. I hope they never do that again. You're like, well, now I'm disappointed. Hope you do that. I hope you enjoyed that. Like, that. when they're like searching for Ezra. And they're just, like, flying around, bouncing everywhere. Yeah. That was the worst one. Yes. Yeah. Actually, the worst one for me is when that one annoying, lanky one is running away. And he's just flying away. And he's, like, dancing in the air while he's flying. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, hey let's, let's, let's dial back on the Rebel hate because <laughs> I will watch that show after this and we will do a recap. Because you've all watched it at that point. Again, such a great show. Just hate that. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Wait, so, wait, tell me, you guys are mad at, in The Last Jedi, right, when Leia uses that force in space? I haven't heard you guys talk any shit about these flying lightsabers till right now. That ruined Star I, Wars, I let's have, be real. No, I it did not ruin Star Wars like that. Yes, I have shit on that in the past. <laughs> I know I have. Well, they should have done, if they did it once, it's a one-off, but if you keep doing it, like, come on, man. Yeah, I don't think they'll ever do it again. At least I hope they anyway, will. Thank God they have never dude, done it in live action, dude. In live action, Dylan, it would look don't so say that. stupid. Dylan, do not say that. It's going to happen. In... No, it better not. It better not happen. You could do it in a kid's show. You put it in my adult Star Wars, I swear to God. <laughs> no, it should have been done in the kid's show. Okay, let's get back to our... <laughs> So yeah, it's, right, it's, a, it's a big, it's down. a big galaxy, Cole. It's hard not to go on tangents sometimes. That's why we're here. I mean, I yeah, started the I tangent. I'm just steering us back. Break. Yeah, this is actually your fault, so it I is. don't want to hear. <laughs> I gotta bring my blood pressure back down. Do you remember back in Rebels? It's like well, this is a Ahsoka podcast, but okay, let's talk about Rebels. <laughs> she was in Rebels, Rebels so season fine. five. But hey, we're out, we're over an hour, so we should wrap this rating up. That's two episodes, though. That makes sense. But okay, we can rank this. Now, the question I really want to know, because we all just ranked the last episode, how, if, Joel, if you like this more, how are you going to go higher than Twisted Tea? <laughs> I never said I like this one more. I just said it was absolutely fantastic. Okay, well, then I guess it's not better. Just absolutely fantastic. What a bummer. Yeah. Is it a diet Twisted Tea, then? No, this is just original <laughs> Twisted Tea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> hey, half and half is my favorite, and then original is next. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm just gonna let you. I'm not. It's not worth my time. <laughs> I wasn't gonna make it. Be, you, be you, be you, Joel. Don't be better. Just be Joel. There you go. Cole, you go next. I gotta think because I gotta somehow one up my last one. Um, to me, this would be. I'll get off the Jack and Coke train. I don't want to copy myself like Joel does. Um, I'm, just a regular. I'm gonna go with the Jameson. Like, there you go. A nice Irish whiskey. As far as like, I probably did like this one better than the last episode. As far as it, maybe if I had more context to the War Between Worlds type stuff, that would be different. But like, to me, this was like, oh, you, like I been watching a little bit of rebels you're tying all that stuff in you're wrapping it up nicely you're building off the episode before you're setting up a lot of stuff like the the jedi fairy tales and the witches and whatever it is that balin and whoever are after like all this is shin um (laughs) all this is like building and so like to me this is like yeah this is this is even better than the last episode because you built off of it Mm -hmm. yeah and and that's where my rating comes with i said it was jack uh last time top shelves um, cause I remember it being that good. 
this one's crown apple because it's amazing. I love it, but it's also really sweet. <laughs> because where the last episode I felt felt had a lot of nostalgia baiting, this one did a lot better of the the show building in that sense. And I think and I I love all the spinning plates they got going on with it. And I feel like they know what they're doing. And I think it added a lot more to the show. Not that the last episode wasn't great, because it was. But I did think this one was sweeter because it's like, okay, now we're really getting into the meat of this show. So it's good whiskey with a little bit of extra sweetness. I'd give it a Bacardi Cope of Lemon. This is my go-to. I would say it's not quite as good as the last one. But it is still absolutely fantastic, and I will rock with it any day. Cardi Coke and lemon. Why don't you just have a lime? Like a normal no, because lemon's not as good as lemon. That's true. So an original Bacardi versus Bacardi Limon. <laughs> Bacardi, Bacardi no, Superior. No. Bacardi Limon always tastes like it has 7-Up in it no matter what you mix it with, so I can't go with that. Is it Limon? Limon. And there's been so many college girls that have sworn off Bacardi Limon <laughs> for one bad night. <laughs> for me, it's Ron Diaz. So <laughs> Admiral Nelson. <laughs> so I think we all liked it. I think we all like where the show is going. Next week, podcast Thursday. Thanks, Dylan. You're welcome. <laughs> but I think that's all we have to say. We had a lot of fun. Bruiser V. All hail Dave. Hail Dave.